Well, hello, you beautiful creative queens. You're listening to the Her Creative Hustle podcast, a show which celebrates kick-ass creative women and is your go-to source for creative inspo, knowledge and connection. I'm your host, Elska, and I'm here to light up your creative cup with tips, tricks, advice and inspo that will inspire you to unleash your creativity and lead an expressive, creative courageous, dazzling life full of creative possibility. You can stay up to date with all things Her Creative Hustle by following me on Instagram at Elska Music, E-L-S-K-A Music. Let's get jazzed up for today's episode. And here we are. 2020 is over. 2021 is here. Hey, queens. Heck yes, it's here. (laughs) Um, For those of you that have been here since last year and beyond, I really, truly, super duper appreciate your support. I'm back again, 2021, season three, I guess, of this podcast. Let's see what it turns out to be this season. But, uh, a bit, a, this episode's like all that self-reflection. Self-reflection. I know it's like the end of January already and you're probably like, I'm Elska. I'm like just moving on with my, uh, with my life already in 2021. I don't necessarily need to self-reflect. And PS 2020 was a interesting year. Maybe you don't want to self-reflect on 2020. I don't know. We're going to do it anyways. This is why often we overlook hitting pause and taking a moment to reflect and maybe after the Game of Thrones saga that was 2020 you might be avoiding looking back on it too but just before you sashay into 2021 I know we're a month in it already stop for a beat for a minute grab a notebook and pen Hang on, if you're driving, listening to this or doing something else, you probably don't have a notebook and pen, but come back, come back to this episode with a notebook and pen or your laptop or your phone or whatever you got, something to jot some info down and reflect on the next 10 questions. I'm going to give you 10 powerful questions to kickstart your 2021. I'm going to share my insight, my personal insight on each question. I'm going to do my self-reflection. This is my therapy session (laughs) and stay tuned. Question number eight is by far my favorite. So let's get to it. All right. So question number one, you got to ask yourself, what did I do or create or experience in 2020 that I'm proud of? I know 2020 was not the greatest year for most people in the entire planet, (laughs) but there's definitely things that you can look back on. I'm hoping for you that, that, that you are proud of that you did or created or experienced for myself personally. Um, 2020 was actually a really fruitful year for my creativity. And I'm going to share with you a couple of things that I, that I created or experienced that I'm really proud of. There's a ton more for you to take a look at. I'm reading from my Instagram post, my last post 
uh, of 2020, I shared 20 good things to come from 2020. So I'm going to share a couple of them now. One of the things that I did that I'm really proud of uh, at the start of kind of COVID around April in Australia, I organized, uh, curated and launched an eight and a half hour live Instagram streamathon music festival featuring 26 amazing local Gold Coast music artists. Whew, it was epic. We had uh, music live on, on Instagram for eight and a half hours. I played two sets on there and I organized, I put the call out to my local music peeps and said, hey guys, let's make something, let's do this thing. And I got such an amazing response from the local community uh, of artists. And so we did, I organized it all. I've never organized a f- festival of any sorts, but it was an experience and it was amazing. So I'm really proud that I was able to do something like that, step outside my comfort zone and do something I hadn't done before um, and create a platform to share the beautiful and intriguing creativity of other music artists in my local community. So yay! Hashtag Gold Coast sounds like we did awesome. And I'm really proud of everyone that was involved in that. That's one thing that I was really proud of in 2020. Uh, Another thing (laughs) in my creativity for anyone else who does follow me on Instagram, I wrote 30 songs in 40 days. That was insanity, but I'm very much proud of that experience. Would I do it again? Probably not. Uh, I found it really tricky after the first 14 days of the first 14 songs, but it pushed me outside my comfort zone. It allowed me to grow as a songwriter, as a creative. It allowed me to stop being so judgy on my, uh, my creativity and explore new music styles, explore new ways of coming up with music and melodies and lyrics. And that's what it's all about. Staying curious, trying new things and trusting the process. What else did I do that I was proud of in 2020? Let's take a look at my list. Uh, I survived nine weeks of homeschooling two kids. Uh, That required a fair bit of beverages. (laughs) Caffeinated and alcoholic at times. Um, But I'm pretty proud that I survived that with the kids and the kids survived that as well too. Oh, and the other huge thing that I'm really proud of that I did in 2020 was I launched... Well, I didn't launch. I started planting the seeds for my new, amazing, vibrant community of online creative babes called Creative Queens. And that was a dream that I've had for a really long time. And I I basically took a big, giant leap of faith and invested in myself quite intensively in 2020, I spent 10 months doing that, fostering that baby and planting the seeds for that creative baby to, uh, to come into fruition. So that was a lot of work and it's just coming out now. If you have no idea what Creative Queens is, you haven't heard of it yet, shoot me a, shoot me a message on, uh, on IG or hit me up, elskamusic.com. I've got some cool freebies on my website there, which you can grab as well to my creative action planner, which is actually one of my, uh, one of my things to come from creative Queens, but I really wanted to create a space for creative women, especially to come to have support, to have an environment that is fun and vibrant where they can learn, they can grow through challenges. They can be uplifted and just be around like-minded women 
who love creativity, who really want to push themselves, whether creativity is a career path for them or creativity is something that they just want to do for themselves or creativity is something they want to do because they want to make the world a better place. That's what Creative Queens is all about. And it's an amazing group uh, that I'm going to kind of mentor into the rest of this year. So if that sounds like your jam, hit me up and let's have a conversation. All right, enough plugging my own (laughs) things, but I did lots of things. Away from creativity, I'm really proud that I was able to experience more time with my family. COVID was a fun thing and uh, and it forced us to spend more time together. The most time my husband and I have ever spent together before and we loved it. We get along really well, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, just all that extra family time was really lovely. So there's some of the things that I'm, uh, I'm proud of for this year. Uh, that I did and created or experienced. Let's jump on to question number two. All right, question two. You're ready. What brought me the most joy and sparked my energy in 2020? Ah, goodness me. Okay, Creative Queens, working on that and getting that out the bag definitely brought me a ton of joy. I'm not going to blabble on about that anymore, but getting that out and working on that for 10 months brought me a lot of joy and it's continuing to now bring me joy because it's coming alive into the world. Number two, I did a tour straight out of COVID in September, October, October, November. I toured with Carice Eden, who is the first winner of The Voice in Australia. She is a powerhouse, kick-ass female vocalist, like you've never heard before, think Janis Joplin meets Stevie Nicks. And I got to play eight shows with Carice across Southeast Queensland, where I live. We got to play to audiences who were genuinely loved being there. They were like so hungry for live music because they'd had none. And it was an amazing experience to be on a tour like that with an artist for that many shows. Often I've just played one or two shows with an artist on a tour, but I got to do eight shows, which was super epic. Honestly, just amazing. Like absolute brought me so much joy. And then personally, we moved cities in 2020. We uprooted, we left the Gold Coast, we moved an hour north, not that far. Uh, And we, we moved back to Brisbane where we used to live four or five years before that. And we sold our house, which was all awesome. So moving cities was brought me heaps of joy because I vibe off of a city. I love being around a city environment, around little communities that you can tap into in the suburbs. And it just brings me a lot of joy and energy being near a city. So that was a really joyous thing for me to to go through. Sometimes moving home for people is not, but for us, it was a really joyous thing. So Those are the things that really brought me the most joy and energy in 2020. All right, question number three. I'm going to try and get through these a lot faster. Uh, 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 Not when I sing like that, I won't. Question number three. How did I step outside my comfort zone in 2020? How did that make me feel? And what did I learn? This is the question you've got to ask yourself. Comfort zone. All right. Had to be writing 30 songs in 30 days. Actually, it was 30 songs in 40 days. That truly pushed me outside my comfort zone. I was excited. I was also super nervous. 
uh, about the whole entire process. What did I learn? I learned that it's really important to flex your creative muscle and to do it frequently. You don't have to do it every single day. You don't have to write a song a day or whatever creativity you do. It doesn't have to be every single day, but it's really important to keep flexing that creative muscle. It's really important to mix up your um, creative practice and maybe like add things to your creative tool belt. So for instance, as a songwriter, I tried out different techniques for my songwriting that maybe I hadn't done before. So one of the techniques was I went onto YouTube and I listened to DJ type beats um, and got inspired by them. So if I wanted to write a song that kind of had a Taylor Swift vibe, I'd go search on YouTube, Taylor Swift type beat, and then heaps of these DJs make all these free beats that you can just have a listen to. And I would write my melodies and lyrics over the top of this beat. The reason that was really awesome was because I had no idea where the music was going to go and develop to, whether it was the chord progression or just the whole vibe of the song. And so I didn't have to think about like what chords to create or anything that was made for me. And I just was able to like write over the top of that. So that was super cool um, technique I used. And I did things like go on Pinterest and made mood boards for different types of songs I wanted to write. Um, I watched um, music video clips and I would turn the sound off and I would write a song to suit the music video. Or you can do something like write to a film scene as well, turn the sound off. Uh, and write a song that would suit a particular scene in a movie. So these are some of the different techniques I um, I tried. And I also found when I started writing that my lyrics were actually quite cliche, which I didn't really, like I kind of knew it was a bit, but then it made me just be a lot more aware of the fact that uh, my writing can be a little bit cliche in types of metaphors or things you might use. So I found a really cool uh, emotion thesaurus, which was shared to me by my friend Bree. Hi, shout out to Bree. If you're listening, hashtag love you. Um, and yeah, that was really cool to use in my writing, an emotion thesaurus. Emotion thesaurus, get that. So how did I step outside my comfort zone? I pushed my creative practice into places that had never been. How did it make me feel excited and nervous? And what did I learn? It's really important to flex your creative muscle and try new things. Let's move on to question four. Hey. Question number four. This is getting a bit weird. All right. Who or what inspired me, energized me, and made me feel dazzling in 2020? All right. Andy J Pizza. If you are listening, I would die. For those of you who do not know who Andy J Pizza is, he is the host of my favorite podcast, The Creative Pep Talk. I was like, what is it called? Creative Pep Talk. He is just a beacon of light. I love his vibe. I love his, I'm choking on my words. I love him so much. I love his philosophies around creativity and he just makes me feel good and and dazzling and jazzed when I listen to him talk on his podcast. And so he's somebody that totally inspired me and energized me and made me feel dazzling in 2020. Another person that did that for me, these are people I don't even know, Puno, Puno from I Love Creatives. She is 
my spirit animal. Oh my goodness. If, if you don't know, you got to go find her, find her on the interwebs and find I Love Creatives. They're an amazing organization founded by Puno and she makes the funniest videos and gifts and just her humor and quirkiness just made me be like, I just want to be her. I want to be her. So I'm taking a, uh, a video editing course in the next month or so, which is run by Puno and she's getting us to make, um, karaoke videos, which I can't wait to do, which is just so cool. So I'm so excited about that. Uh, she totally is like energizes me when I watch her. So love her, love her, love her. Um, two other people I'm going to mention. These minor old people, Anya Katar, girlfriend, if you're listening, shout out to you. She is an incredible music artist living in San Jose, California. And oh my gosh, everything about this girl, her music, her style, her aesthetic, her her way that she shares her creative process with her fans online. We became friends through Instagram. That's another reason why I love social media so much is the relationships that I've been able to build. And um, she's very open with sharing her songs when they're in work in progress stages. And not only that, I've had many conversations, private conversations with her. uh, And she's really someone who thinks so carefully and considerately about every move that she makes with her creativity. Everything is intentional. It's not just like thrown out and going, here's my song, whatever. It's so intentional. Her music videos have meaning like every move she makes is intentional and thought out. And not only that, she's just so goddamn lovely and down to earth. It's just ridiculous. I love her so much. I love you, Anya so much. You guys need to go and check her out. Anya, A-N-J-A, Kotar, K-O-T-A-R. Find her on all the places. She writes amazing, dumb pop music. That's what she calls it. It's not dumb for me. It's freaking brilliant. I love her so much. Fourth person that inspired me, uh, energized me and made me feel dazzling is another musician, Ingrid Michaelson. She, I found her, she plays ukulele, but then she did this whole thing in 2019, I think it was, but I might've discovered it last year. She wrote a whole album around Stranger Things. So she did this 180 with her musical sound. It went all 80s because Stranger Things is based in the 80s. And she decided to write all this incredible music that was like, talking about the relationships of the characters on the show or songs for each character. Oh my goodness. I fell in love with it so much. At least four of the songs on there of that album just absolutely lit me up and I'm obsessed with them so much. So she really made me like think in a different way um, about what you could create as a packaged up piece of musical content or creativity. And that just made me think of another band that I just found last year that I'm obsessed with now too, Mr. Wives from the US. Um, I can't think of the, the lead singer's name now, but she is fronts the band and she's epic. And I watched their live show. I bought a ticket to their live concert recently because they put their album out right at COVID and then they couldn't tour. And she made this incredible live performance visual spectacular live show where the sets were insane like glitter balls and pink feathers and 
pianos and white clouds hanging in the sky and it was like insane just totally what I imagined my stage show to look like one day and that totally inspired me go check out Mr. Wives as well let's come up to uh question five we're only halfway there question five I'm not gonna put any music in between I'm just gonna sing question five who or what okay this is the flip side guys we had who inspired me this is who didn't inspire me who or what uninspired me drained my energy or made me feel deflated in 2020 deflated all those people that like as asmr i don't think you i don't know if you like that (laughs) um okay i'm not gonna like name and shame people i've got two things on my list here the news the news I just don't watch the news, basically. It's a thing that I just decided not to watch for like many years, not just for 2020, but I just don't watch the news because I don't really have time for it and it's always depressing. So I just don't watch it or even read it. I don't even read it online. I don't go to any online websites with news. If there's something in the world that's happening that I am desperately need to know about, I know that my husband or my mother will tell me about it. Um, there's been plenty of things I've missed in the news this year and sorry, 2020 and the years before that I didn't even know happened and it didn't affect my daily life. So call it ignorance. I don't know. Call it what you wish. The news deflates me. I stay away from it. So there's one. And number two, didn't really uninspire me or drain my energy, but it was kind of something that kind of was like, I felt like a little bit of a put a dampener on my creativity. So 2020 I went gung-ho in trying to start Patreon and I started it and I made the page and I did all the things and and I got a few people signing up thank you to those people that signed up but I just realized it was just so much work to keep it going and I love Patreon I love everything about the whole system but I just couldn't do it um it was just just I just couldn't do it it was just so much that I wanted to be able to give in it. And maybe I was trying to make it way more and what way harder than what it needed to be. Um, but I gave it a go and didn't really work out and I haven't really nurtured it to make it get any better from there. So that was kind of something that made me personally feel a bit deflated because it didn't work out the way that I expected it to. But I think that's what happens with, creativity and it just comes back to the idea of you got to try things you got to give them a go you got to stay curious and you got to trust the process that it'll work or not work and you will learn from it in this case I did learn from it (laughs) that wraps up question number five uh let me put some little interlude music in here and then we'll come back for question number six here's the music Okie dokie, question number six. I hope you are keeping track of all of this. All right, question number six is, during my personal challenges of 2020, how did I show up? Question mark. How did I handle myself and situations? Question mark. And what would I do differently? Question mark. My personal challenges of 2020, I felt like, first two months when COVID hit here in Australia, March, April were the toughest for me. 
Um, I was at home, homeschooling two kids for one in school, one in kindy. So not at school. Uh, my husband was luckily still working, working from home. Uh, all of my gigs and performances stopped obviously for like six months. I didn't do anything like that. So I, my focus was on my children and getting them through that phase. And it was hard because I'm used to having my mom around a lot and we didn't want to have my parents in our house because we didn't want to have them of a vulnerable age. We didn't, we wanted to protect them. So just not even having a support network where that's usually there for you that you can just go and get some relief on. So for me, it was like being with my two kids for 12 hours a day, most of the time, or at least 10 hours a day, which is a lot at the time they were seven and four. So pretty good, but also a handful at the same time. So I really found like I would go through different waves of emotions and days. Some days I was totally cool with that and happy. Other days I felt angry. Other days I was just sad and I would cry for no reason. Um, I wasn't really taking care of myself. So I would was staying up really late at night working on my own creativity because I didn't have any time during the day to do it. I was probably drinking wine more than I would. I don't really drink during the week at all. So even just drinking a glass of wine a night is more than what I would drink. So there was that. I wasn't really eating great. Like most people, I wasn't really moving my body. I wasn't drinking enough water. And so all these things compounded to a pretty crappy time for two months. Um, it wasn't the worst. I, un <laughs> other people had way worse off than me and I'm not, I'm not discounting that and by any means, but for me, that was sort of my personal challenge of 2020 was just navigating that whole feel. Um, so it's really not that challenging compared to what some people had to go through. And then creatively, I found like my 30 songs in 30 days, which turned out to be 30 songs in 40 days was a challenge as well too. It was hard to come up with different ideas after about the first two weeks. I kind of was like, I don't know what else to write about. I started to doubt my ideas. I started to doubt my creativity, integrity, and what I actually wanted to say. It became taxing sometimes when I had to show up on social media and share that with people. Life gets in the way. I, I wasn't always um, showing up every day to it. So some days I'd miss some days and I'd catch up on it because life just happens and weekends happen and families happen. So I found that challenging as well too at times and really just couldn't wait to get to the end of it by the end of it. But I am so happy I did it because it was also, whilst it was challenging, it was one of the best things that I did in 2020. So have a think about what are some of the personal challenges for you that were in 2020 and how did you show up and handle yourself in those situations and what would you do differently in, uh, in 2021? All right, question number seven. We're nearly there. Oh, we're getting close to my favorite, which is question eight. Hang tight. 
This is a longer episode than normal. I'm, I understand you're aware, you're aware of this. I don't normally go this long, just me blabbing. I probably could have cut this and made this into two episodes, but I'm not going to do that. It's one. (laughs) You can come back to it when you want. All right. Question number five. No, it's not question five. It's question eight. I'm losing my mind. Question number. No, it's not even eight. It's question. Oh my God. It's question seven. Question seven, Elska. FYI, it's actually really late at night right now. I'm I'm recording this episode. (sighs) Question seven. Are you ready? What fears, limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, bad habits do I need to let go of so I can positively move forward in 2021? I'm going to turn my notes over. Did you hear that? There's people that like paper sounds. Here's my notes. Fears, limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, bad habits. Can I let go? Okay. This is a pretty big one. Perfectionism. Perfectionism is something I am trying to let go of in 2021. Part of that is actually happening right now as we speak in this episode. If I was to play this episode back to myself before I put it out into the world, I can guarantee now there are plenty of bits that I would cut out and edit to make this episode sound a bit cleaner, to make it sound a bit more polished, take out the fumbles, the awkward pauses and all those things. That's my perfectionism because I want this to be the best offering and product and not product the best offering to the world, the best version of myself. I don't want it to have any flaws in it that I can see, which other people probably wouldn't see. So I'm letting go of that. I'm letting go of that in this episode as well too. I'm not going to go back and cut bits out that I kind of ramble on. You're just going to have to listen through them. It's me letting go of being, trying to be perfect. So I'm learning that done is better than perfect. That is a big motto and mantra I'm taking into this year. Done is better than perfect. If you don't get it done, it's never going to be done. If you're going to try and strive for it to be perfect, you'll never get it finished. So it's a great one for creatives. Just get it done. Get it done. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. Just get it done. Uh, what else am I learning to let go of and limiting beliefs? Okay. Um, with creative queens, I have this bit of a belief that um, I, because I'm not the expert in something, I can't do the thing. And I think that comes with many people in many disciplines, disciples of work, <laughs> especially creatives, we think it's this thing called imposter syndrome. So if we are not fully the thing we're meant to be, then we can't be it. We're fake or an imposter. And I've had chats to some creative babes about it lately. And they've talked about things like um, feeling like they need to be fully the expert in something before they can actually even attempt to do the thing before they even start doing the thing. So I am accepting the fact that I'm not the expert in some of the things that I'm going to share with my group in Creative Queens. And I'm, I don't have all the answers, but what I am is a quarter of the step ahead of some, of, of, of somebody else. And I can offer that as my expertise. I can offer my transformations and my experiences that I have had 
over the last five years of my creativity that I can offer and that I do have expertise in because I've gone through some pretty epic transformations. So I'm letting go of not being an expert in everything. Uh, and here's my, my, my third thing that I'm letting go of having to say yes to people just to please them. I'm all for saying no. Saying no to things is just as important as saying yes to the right things. So there've been times when there've been things I'm like, ah, oh, I, sh- I can totally do that. I should say yes to that thing. And then I feel guilty if I don't do it. But this year I'm making more of a conscious choice to be like, no, if that doesn't serve me, if that doesn't um, contribute to my core values, if that doesn't contribute to my growth in some way, then why do I want to do the thing? So if it's not going to do any of that stuff, I'm saying no to it. Even if I feel like the person will be like, uh, it's really important to establish your own boundaries and be able to say no to stuff. So that's what I'm doing in 2021. Not saying yes so much. All right, we've come to my favorite question. It's question eight. Question eight, question eight, question eight is what five positive attributes or qualities or emotions, whatever word you want to use, whatever you connect with, what five positive things will I embody every day in 2021? So finish this sentence, like every day I show up and then list like five qualities or attributes. And that's how you show up to the world every single day. So my own personal statement doesn't actually have five. It has seven qualities. (laughs) Classic Elska. I can't cut things out. It's very me. Um, So I've got seven, right? My personal statement is every day I show up playful, passionate, imaginative, inspired, empowered, resilient, and brave. These are the seven qualities on my list. This is what I do every day. And I show up every day with these, these qualities in my heart. So I encourage you to explore that for yourself. Think about what are the things that mean the most to you, that how you want to wake up in the morning and you want your day and you don't know how your day is going to pan out, but you're going to show up to that day with these things and these intentions in your heart and be open to them. And there's lots of lists on the internet to be able to find lots of positive attributes and qualities. So just Google it and you'll find lots and you can highlight them and choose your own five. And I'd love to know what they are. Share them with me. Hit me up on IG and share me your qualities. Okay, we're going to power on. We're so close to the end. Question number nine. Thank you for staying with me this long. This is like a double episode. Double app. Question number nine, the self-reflection. How do I plan on being generous this year? Being generous with your time, your talents, your gifts, your resources. <sighs> well, I think mine is going to come down to a lot to do with creative queens. I am going to be tapping into all those things with everything that I share within creative queens and the epic uh, creative babes who are tapping into that community and that um, experience that they're going to be part of. I will definitely be um, being generous with, 
with my time, with all the things that I need to get done. Do you know what I did two nights ago? I literally planned out my entire week for every week from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep every day. And I had to schedule out everything from waking up, working out, eating food, driving here, driving there, working, blah, 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 everything. So I could see what pockets of time I had left to be able to do things. Because the times that I do have left over is quite scarce. And when I do schedule in times to be present with my kids, present with my family, present with my husband, I want to be present with them in those moments. So my, how am I being generous with my time? I think I'm just being more intentional with my time and how I'm using it this year. It's very much considered versus just my brain is off wherever else. Uh, my talents and gifts and resources continuing to share my um, things I've learned with you guys here on, on um, her creative hustle podcast with people that I connect with in uh, at my audience and social media. I try to always bring value, bring things to you that are value driven, that are going to help you and benefit you in some way versus it being all about me. It's about giving, it's about teaching, it's about sharing and connecting, inspiring and impacting. So this is kind of what I think about my my generosity this year. Um, I'm always open to, if anyone knows me well enough, they know I'm one of the first people that if I've got something that can help somebody else, or if I know something that can help somebody else, I will share it and I will give it freely without any intention of getting anything back from it at all. Just because I I have something that can help someone, I want to help them. So I'm just going to continue to do that. That's just who I am. And so it takes us to the 10th question. I'm going to wrap this this episode up as fast as I can before we get to 40 minutes. Episode 10. Episode 10. I'm so out of it. Question 10. What positive truths do I need to carry with me into 2021? Feeling like I can do all the things that I want to set myself out to do. It's okay to try new things. It's okay to stay curious. It's okay to trust the process. It's okay to fail at those things. It's okay to explore my creative um, arms, I guess. There's lots of things I like to do in creativity and I'm going to be exploring that more this year as well too that's away from music I love video creation and editing and so I'm upskilling in that so I think that's a positive truth is like that it's okay to dabble in other creative um in other creative fields and positive truth that like I am I am playful the things that I show up I am playful I am passionate I am imaginative, I'm inspired and I'm inspiring. I'm empowered and I'm empowering people. I'm resilient and I'm brave. Um, And I'm a mom who doesn't mind being a bit silly most of the time, (laughs) it's me. Hopefully all these questions will um, give you a starting point for 
this year, the new year, it's still January, right? I'm claiming it's still the new year and help you set the tone for 2021 to be super jazzy. I've got a bonus, a bonus thing for you. Some people like to come up with the word for, for a year to um, encapsulate what that year might be for them. And my word for 2021 is intentional. Everything about that I do in this year, I want to be intentional. The time I use is intentional. The time I spend with my family is intentional. My creative offerings that I bring to the world, be it what I'm building with Creative Queens, my new music that's going to come out later in the year, um, this podcast, anything that I do is has intent behind it. It's intentional. There's meaning, there's purpose. There's a reason I'm doing it. I'm not just throwing it out there. So I'm being more careful and considered about what I create, how I create it and how I present it to the world and share it to the world. So everything is just being just way more intentional with what I do this year. So you can come up with your own word of what it might be for you to focus on this year. You don't have to either. Um, but it's just the thing that we like to do sometimes to kind of center us. So that is going to wrap up this episode. The first one back for 2020. We've done a big one. Girlfriend, you go girl. 41 minutes of chit chat. Holy smokes. Please probably not going to happen again. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, before I put on the last little exit music, I'm going to tell you, if you uh, aren't already over there, you can find me on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is my newest addiction, which I'm also being intentional with my time for. If you are on Clubhouse, it's uh, it's basically like a live podcasting, right? It's live audio chats, chat rooms, essentially. And you can host rooms uh, and chat about whatever you want and connect with people. It's just, it's just taking off in Australia, super early days. And, uh, for those of you that have iPhones, it's for you guys. Maybe I went out and bought an iPhone just to get on the app. Um, maybe I didn't, uh, but it's, it's epic. I'm loving it. I'm loving the conversations that are happening over there. And if you are listening and you're from clubhouse, Come find me. I'm doing a weekly room, a Her Creative Hustle room, where we kind of chat about this stuff. Whatever I talk about in this episode, we're going to talk about in Clubhouse on the same evening. So it's Thursday nights, uh, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you're in Australia, you can come and join in the chat. Follow me over there. Follow me on IG. Uh, hit me up if you want to know about Creative Queens. I'm going to wrap this episode up and finish with the outro uh, and tag it on the end here. This has been an interesting episode for me. Uh, Thank you for sticking with me, listening through it. Thanks for uh, enjoying all the questions, I hope. And if you want a recap of all those 10 questions, I'm going to be popping it up uh, most likely on my website as uh, as a blog post pretty soon. But if you're a part of my mailing list, you would have seen them already. So you can always um, sign up, grab my creative action planner off my website, elskamusic.com and stay informed on all the cool, juicy stuff. I'm going to finish because I'm rambling now. Peace out, queens. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. If you are keen to know more about what I am creating and building for women just like you, you creative queens, please hit me up. 
You can find me at elskamusic.com. I've got a freebie as well too that you can download now. If you go to elskamusic.com forward slash creative hyphen dreamers, or actually if you just go to elskamusic.com, there's a pop-up at the front of my website and you can sign up there and grab my creative action planner. It is perfect for all you who feel you need some accountability. You don't know, you've got all these creative ideas floating around in your head. You don't know how to like put them down on paper and you don't know what steps to take and you just need to focus. I made this cool little document for you. It's an editable PDF. There's a video that goes with it. You can download it and you can watch it and you can get stuff done. You can ignite your art and take action on your creative dreams. So go get the Creative Action Planner.